0: what's going on guys welcome to the latest episode of river city 93 brought to you by brookneck scars icarus fc and of course for the culture this is your host as always with the raspberries of raspy voice elliot barr and is joining me is a man that has to come to my house because he just
1: moved into a new house, Mr. Schneider The II. How are you doing, bud? Doing good. No internet yet. Tired, but just happy on two fronts. New home. Any dog you win. Should enjoy it. Should
0: enjoy it. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you can't tell by me, and you're here in Matt's voice soon. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And also joining me is a guy that almost got choked out by me in the 88th minute. He got <laughs> hesitated, back to life in the 89th. It's Mr. Matt Myers. How are you doing, sir? What up? Yeah. It yeah. was worth it. It was totally worth it. Guys, first and foremost, before we talk about anything that happened tactics-wise, goal-wise, how good does it feel for this team right now to be what? Five games unbeaten, fifteen points. We knock off Ford Madison and also we knocked him out of the playoffs.
2: Again. <laughs> again. Uh,
1: again, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's uh it, it feels good. Second, second year in a row. So we just in terms of the Henny Darby. That's ours. Now. Yeah, it's ours. That's ours. The
0: same way as the Bon Scott Cup is ours. The
1: Bon Course Cup is ours. The Henny Derby is ours. Well, the, you mean the Insurance Derby? Yeah, yeah the, the Insurance, insurance derby, derby and the Henny Derby. Both derbies are ours. The real one and the fake.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my voice is trash. Like, I, like I was like me and Matt was telling you after that third goal, it won't chant. It won't like how you over there. It was just screaming and grabbing anyone you can get close to. Like, <laughs> and dude, it was like an emotional roller coaster after that second goal, after like that second Ford Madison goal. uh, yeah. it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Um, we had a bunch of people to come down. Of course, you know Ford Madison bought. Uh, there are five real fans and fifteen other, you know, front office staff on the Winnebago. Tim um, uh and uh, Thieves was there. We did have an ambassador this year. We got an the door. so kudos to him. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you're gonna hear my voice. I'm, a, I'm gonna do it, but because once again, my voice is shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had what? Ebb from Walking 90. You had Chop Soccer Pod. You had Black Arrow Bleacher Report. Like it was, it was dope. Like the atmosphere was amazing. I think, what, this is our biggest crowd this so far this year, Matt? Like 3,000 people?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was high 3,200s. Definitely the biggest uh, announced <coughs> crowd this year. Usually, I mean, obviously more than any crowd last year because COVID and everything. Uh, probably might be the biggest since the first game of the 2019 season.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think this is the biggest crowd in a while. But, I mean, obviously, like, it's the last home game. You know, you had community night. Which, by the way, shout-outs to Mark Cheatham. Like He put on an amazing, amazing event. Also, the T-shirts look go- good. Um, the Black Kickers game one the end racism. Um, for those who don't know, for the Flying Squirrels, he designed the Richmond 34 jersey and their end racism T-shirt. So that was dope. And then they were giving out the um, green Akira T-shirt. So you know, that was cool. Right
2: here, right here.
0: Right. Yes. It looks nice. It looks nice. I haven't worn <laughs> eyes yet. I wore the black kicker's skate white because it looks dope. It looks dope. Um, but yeah, man, it was I don't know. Like it was just like the thing about it was also, Matt, did you have a moment where you were just standing in the section O and you kind of just looked around, and you're like, I've never felt it be this pack?
2: No. I mean <laughs> we, like, we had have- a few. I mean, back, you know, we've had bigger crowds in the past. It has been a minute, you know, since then. We definitely saw, you know, some, you know, definitely saw faces I hadn't, you know, seen in a little while. Hopefully, you know, become regulars again. But we've talked about this before winning can heal a lot of wounds along the way. And, you know, people, you know, like to see winning teams and, you know, have fun. And then you're having fun. It's more fun to be there, and it builds upon itself, and it snowballs,
0: right? That's true. But also, it was like weird because you saw people from that was standing either up top or that were in another section coming over. Yeah, standing. so it started know.
1: to draw it. It draws draws the attention, and it it makes you know it it, it gives you an atmosphere that people gravitate towards. Um. But like you said, Matt, you know the the whole situation of winning, you know, just just a, some wins, a few wins, and 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 it starts to feel like this team is 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 figuring it out and getting it together. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah very much, so, very much. So. so let's go ahead and let's uh, talk about this lineup. Like pretty much, if we know by now, Sawatsky is not going to change a whole bunch. I think what this is the same starting lineup for since we had this winning streak, right?
1: Yes. Outside so, of yeah.
0: like one little change, Matt was playing as a midfield. No, Matt was playing up top, and Brian was playing in the midfield. But outside of that, it's the same line. Yeah,
1: I think they've been just interchanging those two. Yeah. And and again, it it changes throughout the game as well. So. Oh. Also, for
0: those who want to know, if you hear a dog in the background, it's because my dog is obsessed with Shania's hair. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's the same lineup. It's everything across the board. And so, okay, Matt, Chenier, I want to ask you guys this question because this is something – when I went back and re the game, I was picking up on it. Like, Richman really was trying to pound this ball down the left-hand side of forward Madison. Mm-hmm. And I was – in the game, I'm like, all right, why are we keep going down the left-hand side? But then re the game, the announcer was like, for Mattis has given up a lot of goals on the left-hand side, and then it clicked in my head like, "Oh, that's why we keep that's just kicking the ball to Bolanos
2: on that side of the field." Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's also just what we do, right? I mean, yeah, this is also true. You feel like, I feel like every week, you know, we're talking about, all right, you know, lots of you know playing through Bolanos, lots of trying to find him, you know, on a break, lots of you know trying to do this, you know, maybe, maybe need to balance it out more center up the right. Nah, you know, left side attacking is what. You know, the 2021 Richmond Kickers do, and uh, it worked out well this time.
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, another thing about Boulogne is that I've kind of also realized is that he sets up his body in a way as which he'll start out super wide. Once he collects the ball, he'll try to cut inside. Or he'll try to, like, fake. Like, if he goes – how can I put this? If he squared up to the defender and he goes to the left, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's going to be a pass. If he squares up defender and goes to the right, it's going to be a shot. So yeah, he's got a lot
2: more confident with taking that shot lately, too. Yeah, he, he has. has. He definitely he has.
0: has. He's become a lot more confident in it. I don't know. Do you think it's almost to the detriment of him? Or do you think it's more of like this is something he you can tell something he's been working on, but do you think it's now becoming a thing? Like defenders that other people are realizing, like I'm not gonna let you go into your inside
1: right I mean, the, the the problem with that is if you say I'm not gonna let you go inside, you're giving him the outside. You give him the outside; he's crossing it, you know. And and that's that's the reason why I think I I'm I'm thinking maybe Darren probably worked told him to work on it because when you are a outside player, and that's why when you look at players like Ayman Robin and Mosala. They always do the same thing. Come down that right side, cut inside, shoot with the left. It, but it's, it never gets stopped. Why? Yeah. Because the defender can't completely commit to that because they know that they can burn them on the outside and send a, a dangerous crossing. So you have to still stand square. Even though you know they're going to do that, you have to still stand in a position where you can guard both. And yeah. that's 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 the situation I think that has become the case with Bolaños
0: Eva agrees with you on that. I just want you to she know that.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I so, so you have that
0: situation there that's going on with belongings and whatnot and it definitely felt we were going to see a, not a repeat of the first game, but it felt, it felt, it felt as if Richmond knew the formula against forward Madison like, hey, if we attack down the left side, get it behind Leonard, we could create a chance. And it kind of seemed where like that was going until Sheringham and I don't know what it is about Richmond and center backs
2: that know. turn into strikers that score against us. I swear I saw <laughs> that I was like, are you kidding me again? You know cuz right. you know, if you don't if you don't remember last year the uh tormenta game, you know they decided to move, you know, Josh Phillips just a big old oaf of a center back and put him up at center forward and we were not ready for that because there's no good reason to be ready for that and you know, he you know, dominated in that game, you know, I think he had the assist for Micheletto on his goal in that game, and then you know what happens this time? You know, big old you know Stocky, you know, looking like he ought to be, you know, kind of like a you know linebacker DN, you know, hybrid, you know, Josiah Trimingham, you know, makes you know playing up up top, and I mean, he, I won't, I won't even say he was a dangerous player. He was their only dangerous player.
1: You know, yeah. A,
2: yeah. One of two dangerous players. Yeah. They have one of their. And, and, and their I think
1: with him, the situation was this: the, the he, he's deceptively fast for someone his size. Yeah. yeah. He, he, because that's, he's that's strong, very true. strong and fast. So he's able to, you have his strength to turn Yvonne and beat him in Boy, angle line, yo, with I the feel, ball at his feet. <laughs> like, that's, I was like, this dude is a freight train.
0: Angle line, I felt bad for Yvonne. Because <laughs> you could tell the moment he got turned. It was like, bro, you're not casual. But it, it, it's also like, I feel like if you give Trimmy Ham that shot nine times out of ten, either Akira saves it or it's going like forty miles over the crossbar. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he I mean, so it, was,
2: it was a good goal. Good. It was. And this, we, this, this sometimes was. it's was a good goal. Yeah, you know, and we talked about this. You know, I can't remember who it was against earlier in the year, but sometimes it's just a, a good shot. You're like, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like was go. a good shot,
0: shot. You're like. I can't fault you on it. Exactly. You know, but I think, I think the way how that situation doesn't arise again, as I think a just show correct me if I'm wrong guys, but like if a is squared up to him, like I guess shoulder to shoulder, like right behind him mm-hmm. trimming him doesn't turn as easy. But since a is more into his inside shoulder, the shoulder is yeah, yeah, closer think, everyone I, else. I, I think trims able to
1: get that ball and just turn Yeah. I think Yvonne's just trying to show him the outside. Yeah. He's, he's standing behind him. He's 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 not letting him turn inside. If he feel I think Yvonne feels that the big dude like him. If I make him turn to the outside, I'm on the inside. I I can, I can stay. You can force him wide, but for some reason, this dude's got the pace to get past, and acceleration. Mm-hmm. At that size, that's that's. But not I mean, like, hard. also, is like you're
0: forcing <laughs> him to the outside, and he takes that shot. That shot either hits the side netting or go over. He's just so happy he know, at the right time, or just go
2: straight to Akira. Yeah, yeah, right to Akira. So yeah, so, I, yeah I don't really fault to Avon too much. I mean, because no. you know, yes, you know, trimming him had a little bit, of, but it wasn't like he had a full step on him or anything. It was you know, like a quarter step or so, enough to be able to get you know the, the shot off. But you know, like you guys are saying, you know, ninety nine out of hundred times, you know, that's a shot that is you know, easily taken care of. We just Drew the short straw that this is the one out of hundred that goes perfectly you know, near post upper ninety. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Absolutely. Sorry.
2: I, I mean, <clears throat> you know what? Even when that goal went in, I wasn't worried in the slightest at that point, you know, because so ain't a lot right of you dog. I was hella worried.
0: <laughs> sorry if you got young kids in the car. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't to lie to you because the first thing <laughs> was in hand was like, bro, I'm gonna have to hear cow's mouth. I'm gonna have to hear all these people's mouths. Oh, and I'm like, I don't want this. And also in my head, was like we talked about earlier, was like, if you remember South Georgia last year, we win that game, correct me if I'm wrong, we're what, in a playoff spot. or We're in the final, right? More yep. or less. Same thing in this game. Win, you're effectively in. Granted, the results didn't go the way we want to, but at that moment, we were in. So it's like, in my head, all that is going through my head, and I'm just like, I can't live through this again.
2: I can't <laughs> live through this again. The reason I wasn't yeah, too worried, was like, though, is you know you look at the seven minutes leading up to that, the ball was com- completely in the kicker's offensive half. Right? When does that ever happen? I, never. Right. So like, they were on the front foot the whole time. You know, they were, you know didn't maybe hadn't you know tested Brino yet, but could pretty consistently. You know, finding openings. You know, finding you know areas to you know, create you know a little bit of danger. It felt like it was going to come, at least to me. Either way, apparently that's not a universal opinion.
0: <laughs> I mean, it did definitely come from Chris Cole. And by the way, like on this one, you know, four Madison fans are a little upset because Neil didn't place the ball directly inside what uh, the corner flag,
1: the corner, the corner arc. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which, first and foremost, one I don't care. Two, <laughs> that's on the refs. Three, suck it for it. You deserve it. Like, <laughs> 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 also, last and final point: if you don't want him to score, I don't know. Stop Chris Cole from running 15 yards and jumping higher than everyone else.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing. That's those are the trickiest um, situations in. On set pieces, on corner kicks, is tracking the late run. The late run is always the the toughest to to cover and to track because you've got to worry about that scrum in the box, and then all of a sudden, once you've got everything organized, someone comes flying in who no one has is it was was designated to mark, and it's like, what you got him? No, you you got him? I got him. Is it me? Mine? Is it yours? Who's who does he belong to? And by the time someone figures it out. If the cross is set to that person, he's
2: got to... I I didn't think to look that that closely at it, but you got to imagine, you know, they're their primary defenders. You know, like you know, Tobin is probably you know matched up with you know Jalen or Yvonne. Trimingham's probably matched up with the other one. He probably got you know some of their other key defenders on you know Emmy or Bolognos or dangerous guys. It's probably the guys that. Maybe are not the most enthusiastic defenders to get the Chris Cole assignment, right there because love Chris Cole. <laughs> but traded like you're to hey, Chris Cole. <sighs> all right, no, <laughs> you get a Chris Cole assignment. You're probably like, all right. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I don't worry about I don't that. Really Got to
1: do nothing. He's... But see, that, that's the thing. Those are a lot of times they're the most dangerous ones because what gives him that height is his pace. He comes flying into the box, and because he's moving that fast, once he springs off of that foot, he's flying through the air.
0: So <laughs> you know what I'm about to ask, right? I know what I'm about to ask, right? What? Can I add Chris Cole to my three on three team?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, mean yeah, I feel like your roster is like eight deep at this point, but <laughs> it's not really.
0: Like I got to sub. So right now it's Villallos, it's Avai, Chris, and Akira.
2: You've had Jalen what... on there earlier. You've had Yeah, oh
0: yeah, I got Jalen. days so I got two subs. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm pretty sure you had uh, like you know Stanley on there at one point. Did I? You definitely had, had Victor that. on there before. Probably did. Oh man. Look, we could have a good
0: substitution, all right? Good rotation. I can go five D.
2: <laughs> you put Ani on there from the Toronto game where he was posting up up top.
0: <laughs> he really was posting.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, uh, you, you, you're gonna have to manage some minutes on that squad there, man. Look, man, we're gonna make it work one <laughs> way or another. Everyone to touch the ball.
1: Hey, look, yeah, is this three on three? Uh, uh, um, flying subs, yeah. So just just just, just flying subs, free subs, much. Just, just, <laughs> uh,
0: hockey style. We're gonna treat this like the YMCA, everyone gets a turn. Yeah. <laughs> You can treat it like the um, But not like, it's weird because we're talking about goals that we remember, but, like, this goal reminds me of Brady Troyer's goal against oh, Greenville. yes.
1: Where, once again, it's just so weird because it's like. Players who are not known for having ups like that all of a sudden <laughs> flying.
0: <laughs> but the, the funny thing about this, too, is, like, when Chris goes score, you would think, like, this is his first ever professional goal, like. He doesn't even celebrate. He just
1: walks in like, oh. Like he doesn't even realize what's going on. Yeah, he 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 jumps up for that header and then he almost runs into the advertising board. He stops himself, makes sure the advertising board's okay, turns around and just puts his arms up. Like dude's <laughs> like, <I> <laughs> a good, good corporate It's like, dude, you're not Eric Cantona. Huh? What you doing?
2: <laughs> uh, but, but what makes you you know? I mean, funny is not the right word, but I got amusement out of it. If you watch, you know, the replay back, yeah, you see, you know, Cole, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, no-selling the celebration almost. And you see, you know, Emmy running over, like, you know, arms up, like, you know, celebrating, you know, almost more than his own goals. Right. <laughs> and nothing else. Emmy's going to celebrate a goal like it's the World Cup final. No, it doesn't
0: matter who scored it.
1: As long as it's a goal for Richard Kickers, he's wilding out. <laughs> he
0: was. He was. Um, so, also, like, I feel like in the midfield, this game was really won or loss in the midfield. At various points, because it went in ebbs and flows. There was a point where Richmond was dominating. It was a point where Madison was dominated. And it really just came down to the midfield because Gerhardt and Malloy for Fort Madison was doing a lot of the transition for Fort Madison. Where Richmond, it was um, Zaka, Ethan Bryant, and Neil. And Neil, like, once again, like, I, I think a large part of how Richmond. Has done so well in this winning streak is because of Neil. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we haven't seen in the beginning of the year because we were like, all right, like you remember the beginning yeah. of the year, Matt, like what was Neil's best position? And my dog is agreeing with me right now. I think she's a Neil vigno's fan. Um, <laughs> like what was Neil's best position? And we were like, all right, is it a number 10? Well, that really wasn't working. All right, is it a winger? Well, that really wasn't working. Is it a number 8? Well, that really wasn't working. And I think now, so watch And you know. If we're going crit- to criticize the like we did five games ago, we got to praise him. I think he's figured out the best role, quote unquote, for Neil, Matt, and Ethan. I'm pretty much like this
2: hybrid eight slash 10. Yeah, yes. it's finding the right combination of positions that work for guys. Like, yeah. And that's, I think, one of the big things that's really easy to lose sight of with soccer in particular is that. You know, the best team is rarely the actual best 11 players on the team it's who works together the best who co- you know combines well who's able to you know, predict where each other's going who you know can provide you know natural cover for you know somebody else's deficiencies and be able to help accentuate you know their assets along yeah. the way so it's really easy you know to kind of you know you know fifa it up and just look like okay who's got the highest attributes and roll them out there and there that should be our starting lineup doesn't work like that. And I think it you know it took Darren a little while to find that right combination, that you know, right permutation of uh you know players to be able to bring out the best in Neil. But man, if he hasn't done that the last month or so, if this isn't Neil at his best, I'm looking forward to seeing what Neil at his best looks like. Right. <laughs> I know, right. Right. I, yeah. I mean what
0: well, I think he's had I think before this five game winning streak, uh, I think when he had like two or three assists, I think he's doubled that in these last five games. Yes. More than less.
1: No, the, the thing with uh, with Neil and basically what you're saying, Matt, is I think sometimes when you're when you're a team that has the money and has the a club that has the money and has the the endless pockets, you can go get the players that fit your system, and in turn your coach doesn't really need to be extremely creative. Darren has shown that in a, in a situation where he has to create a system that fits the players, which is a lot harder. So in this situation, so Neil, he had to figure out what he needed to do to tweak the system to make it fit Neil because that's who he has. That's the player he's got, and that's the player he has to work with. And I think he's figured it out perfectly. And especially looking how creative he's, he's been with Bryant and Bulldog, basically both of them playing 11 slash 10. Like both of them. Like they're, they're playing the 11 slash 10 role interchangeably. Well, there's a it's, lot of
0: players that – I didn't mean to cut you off. No, tired. no, that's fine. But there's a lot of players in his team, outside of with the back four, mm. that has like these hybrid roles. Like we said, Nil plays the 8 slash 10. Ethan and Matt plays the 11 slash 10. Zaka plays like a 6 slash 8. Bellanos and Emmy plays like a winger slash striker. I mean, you can say sometimes in the attacking mid at some point. Like, there's a lot of players. Like, the thing that we critifi- criticized before at the beginning was, it's a lot of I'm doing your job while I'm beginning to do my job. But now it's trying to transition into. I'm doing another job, but I'm not forgetting the basis of my job, and that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, it, it does. It does. And and it, it works. Not only does it work, and I've said this before, it's really difficult to figure out as a defender. It's really difficult to figure out what this rich... – this kicker's team went from predictable to probably the most unpredictable team in the league, literally, in terms of we've – we've gone from – Every team like, oh, we're playing against the kickers. All we've got to do is set up this way. They're just going to lump it long to Bolaños. We close him down. We've got it done. Yeah, yeah, Shut true. up, shot. Very true. Now it's like, <clears throat> all right, yes, they're going to lump it to Bolaños sometimes, but what do we do about this bryant Bulldog situation here? What do we do? about When, when do we ha- – do we want our center back to follow Terzaghi when he comes deep, or no? Like it's it's starting to get to the point where defenders now have to ask themselves questions with regards to what the kickers are doing in the attack. And then, of course, Zaka has been just solid in the midfield, just creating chances and shutting down chances for the other team.
2: Yeah.
0: So we had another goal in the second half, and I'm not gonna lie,
2: on, I think- you skipped one in the first half. No, I did it. We talked about it. No, we didn't. No,
0: I thought we did. No, Tazaki's. Yeah, Tazaki's going to the second half. That's it. thought I said that? That happened that before halftime,
1: half-time, half-time. bro. That's first half.
0: Yeah, I thought I just said that. Maybe
1: I wasn't. My voice is all over the place. Yeah, it was. It was. It was right before. It was yeah, right before halftime.
2: I mean, it ties right back into what we were talking about earlier. You, you, know, Bologna's really game oh, yeah. confidence on his right foot cutting in. You know, we've seen that you know a few times in – you know, recent games, you know, it started with, you know, the Greenville game where he, you know, got that, you know, little slow roller somehow sneaking, you know, the near post and, you know, their shots have become a little bit more menacing, a little bit more menacing, you know, each time, you know, a few games ago we had the one that resulted in the save that led to the corner that Emmy headed in to start this streak. We've seen a few others. And this time, yeah, his shot got saved, but Emmy, you know, somehow poked in, you know, that rebound, you know, Live, it was so, hard to tell what was going on there.
0: It, it really was because I was trying my hardest to see did he get a touch on that. But he, one, there's only one camera and two, it's like there's a person in front of Emmy that is blocking the view to see whether they got a touch. Or but all I know is the guy in that because I really thought it was the whole world at first. That's probably two goals I took it off Emmy <laughs> that wasn't his, yeah.
2: Why are you trying to take his golden boot away from him? Why are you trying to take his MVP away from him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I can... What I we're getting here say. is Elias,
2: Elias the uh, Emmy hater, just like, you know, uh, the Akira hater. I'm
0: not an Akira <laughs> hater. Look, and I'm not an Akira hater, man. Come oh, on. Well, uh,
1: well,
0: you were definitely... There was like a string of games in there where you were
1: pissed as man. What mattered the match? Yeah, not because I don't like Akira, it's because <laughs> I don't like the fact that so much... Of the pe- <laughs> Look... We've talked about this. We shouldn't have to depend on him that much. We And we haven't had to. Uh, uh, lately, Akira's had probably one crucial save in each of these games lately. And I think Eva disagrees with you. And But that, that's the thing, though. Even <laughs> Even with that, just every once in a while, he makes a save that keeps us in a game. Or he makes a save that keeps that clean sheet.
0: Yeah.
1: That that's what you want from a goalkeeper. But if a goalkeeper literally has to stand on his head every game, yami fix something and they fix it. And I, I now, did not mean
2: to, I did not mean to derail us. I just wanted to take a cheap shot at Elliot. <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: no, but the, in, in this situation I'm now listening. we're we're in this we're in a situation where now the 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 kickers are literally looking like a complete team. Everyone is is doing their job. Everyone is is required to put in a certain amount of, of, of effort and the rest is taken care of by the rest of the team. It's not like one person is just <laughs> carrying the team by the scruff of their neck. It, literally, this for the most of the season with, with us trying to figure things out, it's either been Torzaghi or Akira that have that have literally carried the team. And now it's looking like now we have a team that is completely working together and creating wins and creating chances, creating opportunities and defending as a unit, as an entire unit, and not depending on a goalkeeper to be a hero and a striker to, to, to be a legend.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely right.
2: So well, like, it's a good two- thing that striker is a legend.
1: Yeah, good. No, sure. it's a good thing that striker is a legend. It's a good thing that goalkeeper is a hero. This is the reason why we're able to have some hope right now. Once again, <laughs> I will say it again. Rob build the statue. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs>
0: it's time. I don't care what you gotta do. I don't care how many white rolls you gotta sell, how many chicken salads, turkeys you gotta sell. Build a statue. Oh yeah,
2: so, we need oh, a statue. Also, also don't hire the statue guy from uh, most of those other statues. Yeah.
1: Oh um, yeah, no. don't hire the, the guy who did the Cristiano Ronaldo one. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> oh the
2: <laughs> Have you
0: seen the Landon Donovan one? Woo! Yeah, yeah no, we don't we don't need um, that. <laughs> so all right, it's two and a half time, and at this point, my foe dies. And so I asked Matt. I was like, "Hey, Matt, what's the scores?" He tells me Toronto's beating Chattanooga, and Greenville and Revs are, uh, are tied. tied. Yeah, and I'm literally like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Like this, like this can't be happening!" <laughs> like <laughs> all I'm thinking is like, "All right, we can literally go to third at this point, right?" Are we? moving yeah. to second? We're third. third. So second half starts off, and so I'm not going to lie like Ford scored and I didn't realize it was an own goal until like someone was like oh Cabo had an own goal and all I did was get pissed but <laughs> I did I got so pissed I was like I'll take him off the field I'm done with him
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but when I went back and rewatched it there was nothing he can do I think once again I think if a bond shoe size is a half a size bigger, I think he does a better job of trapping his and stopping it. But I think Chris Cole in the lead-up could have done a better job of defending it as well.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Chris Cole definitely could have done a better job of defending, but I think Calvo did exactly what was required of him. He During, tracked his runner. He tracked his I'm runner, glad for him. Getting, getting on that goal line and being prepared to block it. But with Yvonne deflection that literally took the ball away from where he was anticipating the ball to go. Yeah. And, this, I mean, in that situation, from that close with that pace on the ball, there's nothing you can really do about it.
0: Yeah. Because with Avant's touch, pretty much Akira and Chrysler got ran out of the play. Yeah. And Calvo, it's like Calvo couldn't do anything because any kind of touch he puts on it either, I forgot who was on the shoulder of him, but it goes to him or it triggers him for a own goal. So yeah. he's kind of a no-man's land. Um, so, yeah, it's 2-2 two, two at that point. And once again, I'm in crisis mode because I'm like, all right, just get the draw. Just get out of here. Just get we
1: the can- point. Just get the point. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like, we can keep the hitting army. But I think this is also the case of bad – well, bad Richmond. Yeah. Where something like this will happen to us and we get stuck in our own defense zone because – like you were saying, Matt, like this game was going to ebbs and flows, but Madison, the ball wasn't going to the other half. Like it was stuck in our own half. It was like we would clear it and we would try to get on the counter, but either Belongos couldn't beat this person one on one, or Ethan or Matt will misplay a pass mm-hmm. and then Madison would counter and we get stuck. And it was like this ever flowing donut of like just stuck.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and- and dare I mean, made early subs uh so I'll give him credit for you know trying to change it up early cuz you know we usually give him crap about not He know, finally listened
0: to him Matt. he did yeah <laughs> did-
2: didn't really work much better uh <laughs> you know so Victor and Monty uh you know came in for Cole and uh Ethan like around 55 56 minutes uh something like that uh didn't pay immediate dividends uh and then you know, even later on you had uh you know, Olex and Luke come in for Bolanios and Boldock. Again, didn't you know I was probably thinking around like eighty second, eighty third minute of like, all right, the subs really haven't had any good impact on the game and you know, you know, kind of lost, you know, some of the spark that at least Belanius was giving us, you know, prior to that. Yeah. Uh thankfully that message changed, you know, shortly, but uh well, Here's a good question for uh, you specifically, but yeah, you, know, you two Shaneer, watching on uh, you know, the TV probably might have been a little bit different feel when uh, our good friend Trimingham, you know, had that you know rocket uh, what, around the 80th minute or something that uh, I, they're saying Akira saved it. I thought he just pinged it off the post himself the whole time. What's your reaction in the moment?
0: In that moment,
2: moment? <laughs> yeah. So when Trimingham squares up to shoot in my
0: head, I was already preparing, like, all right, it's about to be 3-2. Like, <laughs> yeah, he um, thought he was
1: just going to pull the same shot he did the first half.
0: <laughs> and then but that, I was like, all right, how are we going to do this podcast on Monday?
1: Because <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I was not ready to do
2: it.
0: Um, Yeah, and then I just saw it hit the clock. And the thing was, like, if you were in the stadium, it doesn't sound like it on the broadcast, but if you was in the stadium, I remember it, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but it got, like, Super quiet as soon as he shot it. And only thing you heard was like ding. And the whole you would have thought like a Kara like did like this magical save. <laughs> and he just hit the crossbar. And we were all like, Oh <laughs> <ooh."> <laughs> like all right. The
2: collective oh. Yeah. I yeah. mean <laughs> it
0: seriously, it's like the series is the same way how he did the first goal. Like he squares them, turns around, italy. He hesitates for a second. Like, you can see, like,
2: right. You can see the build coming up to it. It wasn't like the first one where it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, you can see a couple yeah. passes ahead. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. no, Oh no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you can see him, like, he, so if you go back and look at it, he like squares up and he's like, all right, should I shoot it here? No, nah, I'm going to get a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. And then he, that second, he just whacks it. And I swear. I, I swear, I really think like if he doesn't hesitate and he just goes into the motion, like you gotta remember also he's a strike, he's a center back learning how to be a striker.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's
0: like he doesn't have that natural tendency of just running and hitting. It's like he has to like it's like Yan is learning how to shoot threes. Like the the form is different you like <clears throat> just dunking and laying it up. Yeah. So it's like the form isn't perfect. So he's learning, like, all right. How do I get this ball perfect to hit it? And look, I would have kissed that crossbar right then and there because I think that saved <laughs> And at that moment, I was like, "All right, once again, I'm good with a draw." But then, who was it? Melanios who had a chance that got saved up the line by Leonard. Yep. Like after and then, that, and
1: then missed the 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 rebound, skyed the rebound wow. over the, the volley, rebound right. over the bar. And even
0: then, once again, I was just like, "All right, I'm good with a draw." Like. Just save
2: it. Yeah, out of here. Also, you know, I got to give you know Eric Leonard a little more credit than I thought because there were so many times where we were able to isolate you know Bolanos or Olex on him, and I would have thought that you know they would have just skinned him for pace at least once, and you know that that little you know like accountant you know HR looking dude you know stuck with him. He's got some you know some hidden pace in him there because. I thought one of our burners would have been able to take him, but he stuck with him and didn't allow him to do much. So credit to him. But uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that leads right up into the moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah so. the moment. Um, and, and with this goal, there's so much that happened with this goal um, for us soccer nerds to, to, to dissect. <laughs> I mean, it, from the moment, uh, from 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 who was it? Neil who who had the who made the yeah, initial Neil, pass? Yeah, Neil played uh, it uh, through to Monty. Th- and that's the thing. So, at first, when I first watched it, when I first was watching it, I was like, "Why is Monty wide open? Like, why is no one tracking him? Why did nobody track Monty?" And Lo and behold, you look at it, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> Monty was wide open because Olex drew that defender in. Like, his run caused, I'm not sure. It had it been was. Leonard that he, he was taking in. I believe it was Leonard. Um, he literally, he draws Leonard in, and now we're we're in a situation where Monty is wide open on the on the outside. Leonard waits too late to pass Olex on to the next defender and then tries to close down Monty. But by the time he's heading over to Monty to close him down, Monty's already set up to cross the ball. And so now, yeah. <laughs> now you 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 got you've got Monty running in, now you have a defender who's realizing, oh, now I need to pick up Olex. And then Olex takes a stab at the ball as it comes through and doesn't get a touch on it. The goalkeeper thinks he's going to be making the same from Olex, and his dive is all wrong. (laughs) So So That's a matter of perspective now, isn't it? (laughs) You said what?
2: So that's just a matter of your perspective.
1: No, I mean, at the end of the day,
2: I, I thought it was very, very right in the moment.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, for us, it was absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's it's you're, you're looking at that situation, and it's like we we're starting to actually make runs off the ball that are affecting the plate. We're starting to to create chances with these intricate off the ball plays which we weren't doing before it was all isolation you try and beat your man uh I think we talked about this last week it was all 1v1 you try and beat your man and then see what you can figure out now we're actually putting attacks together as a team and it's gotten it's gotten really good this goal i mean when emmy with emmy's finish one thing that um we did talk about is this goal I think this is the third time Emmy has scored practically the same goal in the past five games. Um, our goal against forward the last time we played them—it was almost the exact same type of finish, mm-hmm. and it's it's showing you that we've got a system going here. We figured yeah, this out. goal was
2: like this goal. If you stitch together the you know, goal he scored against Chattanooga and then the goal he yes. scored against Madison last time, you know they're almost a perfect combination. You know, exactly. It's 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 practically the exact
1: same goal. Three times.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and we've talked about this a lot. You know, you've been able, you know, to see, you know, over the course of two seasons now, you know, with Darren Swaski teams, when you know the fullbacks are really able to get high, it creates another you know dynamic in the attack, and you know, a lot more good things tend to happen. And when the you know fullbacks are you know more staying at home. The offense clog up a little bit. We get into more of that iso ball you were talking about. So, you know, you get Monty, you know, able to push all the way, you know, to the end line and get across, just like Chris Cole did, you know, last time against, you know, Madison, just like Chris Cole did, you know, against Greenville, just like Monty had done in some of the, you know, earlier game, I think the North Texas game earlier this year when he was able to pick out, you know, Emmy and some of these other ones. You know, good things happen. And we're able, you know, to be able to find that space and able to release, uh, specifically, our left back, up and you know continue to happen here. And then, I mean, I'm don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not mad about this. <laughs> we talked about this before. But how on earth do you lose Emiliano Terzaghi in the penalty area? Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I look,
1: I don't. But, even... And the thing is, this is not the first time. This is not the first team that has done this. You look at the amount of goals that. Terzaghi has scored off of crosses. He's a approacher. But like, why is he always wide open? <laughs> he's the MVP and the top goal scorer of last season, and he's about is, to pull it off again, and people are still not marking him. The thing <laughs> is, I totally
0: understand what Leonard is doing because he's assessing the threat. Because, one, he knows curve old and slow. Against Olex, Yeah. That's not good. (laughs) Okay. So let me go here. Not to mention the fact that he would, that Olex was passed on to him late. Right. (laughs) So Leonard then looks at Monty and is like, all right, let me go over here and try to deal with this fire. Turbo and the keeper are still here. So that can at least eliminate itself. Yeah. Ryo. I don't know what he's doing. Right, right.
2: Ryo's the you know, North Texas dude that scored on us. We're
0: talking I'm about Rad. Right,
2: there you go, Rad.
0: I don't know what he's doing in this situation <laughs> because at no point does he ever think to so look at Emiliano besides when the ball gets free kicked. After that, he doesn't look at Emmy. And he's totally, like, focused on
1: Connor and Leonard. But that, that's that's the thing. It's like you said with the situation with, Le- with Leonard. Rad still sees Tobin as he's slow, and I don't think he can handle Olex. And that's, so he's thinking, <laughs> do I need to step and help him out with Olex, or do I stay with Trezagi? And then he's caught in no man.
0: But that's fine. If you look <laughs> at Trezagi, he never looks back. because he's so, <laughs> so, so then he just got you to the slows and look. He's like, all right. The ball's here. I'm assuming one of them's going to clear it. And then you can tell. It's like if you stop it at a specific moment, it's like once the ball crashes under Brino and get passed down, you can tell he kind of like stops his right foot. It's almost like, I don't know if y'all seen the show yet, but Squid Game, where oh, they yeah. play uh, red light, green light, and like if you move, mm-hmm. it's like you're eliminated. So it's like he's trying to stop. Yeah. Because he knows, like, if I hit this ball, it's going in the back of the net. He knows it.
1: <laughs> Any kind of touch he gets on it. Yeah, because his momentum is moving. And that uh, ball uh, is coming in awkward. Because uh, I think I think either Olex or Tobin get a slight touch on that ball. Because you see the ball as it's heading towards Terzaghi. When it passes them, it kind of bobbles a little bit. Yeah. So that is not a ball you want to touch running towards your own goal, that close to your own goal.
0: (laughs) And then if you look, like, and then there's Emiliano again, in the back of the net, clear, goal. And in that moment, I don't ever think I just heard, like, a screech of people. I swear, I've hugged people. I don't even know their first (laughs) names. Yep, that's it. It was just a yell of emotions.
1: Yes, it's just – those are, those are those situations. And, it, you know, we've all, as soccer fans, we've all seen those situations and, and, and been through situations like that. I, I think of um, Landon Donovan's goal against Algeria. I think of, uh, you know, of course, you know, the, the world-famous Aguero. Like, those are moments that you, when that ball goes in, Everyone in the stadium, it, the, the rest of the world doesn't exist. <laughs> the and world you know the cra- is city stadium. And you know what the crazy thing is?
2: Wasn't even his most dramatic one at home in the last month. Right. I know exactly, exactly. Like it's weird. It's, it's it's crazy you say that because
0: you can really be like the Toronto one, yes, or the Chattanooga one. Because the one, Chattanooga, Chattanooga-,
2: Chattanooga one was like fifty fifth minute.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, the impact of the goal. It gets the team that you're playing. You're like, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But something something hits different day, when like, you hit literally you know, that last stoppage last time or right
2: before stoppage. Yeah, yes. it is.
0: It's, oh. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that, that's not that his most dramatic goal. <laughs> it's just weird, man. It's built the legs of Because with this goal, he breaks Fernando Stavis, uh league record of 16. He's now at 17. Yeah. Um, even though I incorrectly tried to take two off of them. You know, I put a credit on them because i mm-hmm. want looking at the record. Yeah, have 17. Um, Richmond, because Chattanooga decided to lose to Toronto, has the best home record at eight five and uh, eight wins, five draws, one loss. Yep. And you think about it, the only loss that we had was against Greenville, and that was the own goal.
2: First game, and, 13, 13 straight since.
0: Right. And you really think about it, like, if we don't
1: have that own goal, that's fourteen unbeaten at home. Like, <laughs> yeah, and 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 not to mention the fact that we are the only team in USL right now with perfect form in the past five games. Because when you look at form, the last five games, it's oh, green man. across the board, yeah. and yeah. and nobody just, else all year. Nobody else all years even got past
2: three wins in a row. Yeah.
1: yeah. And now we're, we, we've we gotten to the point where it just looks like we are like a freight train heading towards the end of the season and no one is stopping us. And I think, I again, we've got to give credit to Darren because he has, he, he cracked the
0: code. Look, he's cracked the code. I know we joke so much on Darren about what he said in his introductory press conference about like how the style of play was going to be. But one thing he did say was we're going to make home a fortune. And What's up? Give it to them. I mean, second did.
1: season, home is a fortress. Yes,
0: kind of <laughs> um And to be real with you, that home four is what kept us in this position because the rule form was not looking like it. Uh, I mean, now we can we talk about it now. Two games left. We play Union Omaha. They play um, Tuesday. Wednesday. Again, Wednesday. I mean, me fault. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's Wednesday. 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 Um, against the Peak Birds. For Madison did not get eliminated against us, but <clears throat> in all effective chances, they kind of are because of how the point, how many the points they can get. Um Union Omaha with their win against North Carolina, I believe it was. Um Wednesday, they can lock a minimum one seed before they play us. Now, nah, in saying that, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's be real. Root for Omaha, you know, to win not just because they're playing Madison. I think it's in the kicker's best interest that Omaha has nothing to play for come Saturday. You know, it doesn't yes. mean that they'll not definitely bench guys or anything, but there, there's a difference. Like, if you know, there's a little, you know, bit of reasoning, you know, for Omaha to be invested. You know, they might come out a little bit, you know, harder. They might might become a more difficult game for our guys. Uh, I mean, it could backfire. You know, but all the math says that. Probably a better option if Omaha just goes ahead and keeps winning, you know, rather than because we can't catch them anyway. So, what do we yeah. care? Yeah.
0: So, and also saying that, like, looking at the latest predictions, like Richmond is 90, what, 96, 97% in the playoffs. There's but there's a, yeah, so, it depends on
2: how, so it depends on how you calculate stuff. So, uh, I've written something up. It'll hopefully be posted by the time anybody's listening to this. Uh, it breaks down. You know, all the different ways that the kickers can get into the playoffs, all the different ways the kickers get to the two seed uh, as well. Uh, So short version of it, there's, uh, I believe the exact number is 2,187 uh, combinations of results, uh, you know, among the games that are involving the five teams uh, in kind of the playoff hunt. So Omaha, Chattanooga, Greenville, they're basically in. Uh, So we're looking at Richmond. New England, Tucson, North Texas, and Toronto. So there's seven games the rest of the way. So there are 2,100, what I say, 2,187, you know, possible combinations, uh, you know, split between, you know, each game could have a win, a draw, or a loss, right? Uh, I think there's either 15 or 16 of those 2,187 that have the kickers missing the playoffs right now, you know, so. That's not weighted, you know, so obviously, you know, uh, and that's where sports club stats, you know, those are weighted for home and away for strength as, you know, opponent. So that's where the difference in numbers comes out a little bit. Uh, But short version is two points out of the last two games will absolutely qualify the kickers. Uh, One point in all but one scenario will qualify the kickers. And there's even a lot of scenarios where they lose both games and still get in. You know, I don't want that to be the case. You know, yeah. rather yeah, take, care of, not. take care of it earlier on. But if you're looking for mm-hmm. you know who to root against, root against North Texas, root against you know Toronto. Uh, they both have to win out to be able to pass us, and all we need is you know two of those four uh, you know teams to not be able to pass us to be able to make the playoffs. Right. And um, that second seed is you know getting that first round by is not out of the question either yet. A little more complicated, uh, or definitely the underdog in that scenario. But there's a chance.
0: It is. It is. And uh, let me ask you guys this: right? two games left to go, obviously. So we won't try to figure that part. But with this five game winning streak, with the kickers more than likely being in the playoffs, five games ago, Darren was on the hot seat. More than likely, I know the seat has cooled. But what do you think this does for Darren? Season three, playoff berth, unbeating at home possible home game maybe given how things go out these last uh two weeks where do you guys put darren at right now going into year three do you think he's safe or do you think like
1: i need to see more i mean it's i i feel like it's both i think he's safe but now let's build on this now now what now now you've figured it out what are you going to do? Are you going to go in that Rolodex and pick up some more talent that, that can that can solidify this system? Or are you going to stick with this group? Are you going to make them better? What's going to happen next? Are we going to stay at this point or are we going to improve? And I think what we've seen is that even though Darren hasn't played games the way he said he wanted to play them in his initial press conference when he first got the job, I think we're headed in that direction. Right now I think what he has done, he has basically created this system that works and now he's going to build on this to create the goals. And you cannot I mean we've had we've we've seen teams try to go in to games and say, "All right, this season we're just going to try and outscore the other team." But that only works when you've created a system, a solid core system that can manage games. And I think what that's what he's done now. Now this is where the goals are going to come from. Is he going to be able to either get the players around Terzaghi to, to contribute a lot more to the goal tally? Is he going to go get other players who can help Terzaghi with the goal tally? Because I I don't think we can stick with what we've got now next season if we want to be that team that's going to go and just run at teams and score a bunch of goals. Because Terzaghi can only do but so much. So I'm I'm actually excited to see what's going to come next now. Seeing that he's cracked this code, what's next? I want to see what next season is going to look like. But I do think he's safe
0: yeah what about yeah, you I don't, I
1: don't think i mean i don't think he was ever going anywhere uh you
2: know realistically uh i mean yeah there's frustration but you know i think if you had asked any of us you know it's what Swaz- you even know, at the lowest of the low points of swazi back next year the answer was going to be yes no matter what uh but yeah i you know, you got to agree you, know, you want to be able to build on this you know he's mentioned before that you know this is a long-term project this is you know year two of a multi-year you know, project you know the the blueprint did not necessarily say win the championship year two. I I can, you know, have little issues with the why not part of that, you know, mm-hmm. equation, uh, but, you know, clearly he has a vision in mind that's long-term. You know, so, yeah, I'd be interested to see, uh, you know, how it carries on, but I'm more interested in seeing mm-hmm. how the next, let's, I'll, be, I'll be concerned, next five games of this season go. Yeah, five games. I'm going to say
0: next four. Because I'm, I'm I'm rooting for that uh, that first round bye.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and can't, can't can't control what Chattanooga, you know, or Greenville does entirely. So that's why I say I'll be conservative on this one and say five. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I, uh, let me ask you guys this too. So Saturday, like I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but like you're rooting for Greenville and Chattanooga to draw. Two of our rivals. Don't North Carolina's tournament it doesn't matter because they're both eliminated. You more than likely have to read for the Pinkbirds, Birds. And then you're rooting for a draw against North Texas and Revs. Out of those three games, which one do you have the most, most favor? Or going the way we needed to go? I think, so I'll say it again Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Greenville draw. North Texas Reds to draw, or for Madison being FC Tucson. Which of those three do you have the most faith in? I think the
1: Greenville Chattanooga draw because they've been they have been probably the two closest, consistently the two closest teams to each other on the table throughout the season. Um, so there is a more po- a, a bigger possibility that they're on an even keel and you may get a draw. Um, I would take secondly would be a North Texas New England draw, and then Pink birds, I'm sorry, is least likely for y'all. <laughs> what about you? Matt? I'm going to go the other way
2: with that. I pro- I think I might have most faith in Madison. You know, to, you know get the job done there because, uh, you know, we look at you know road. Well, I guess Tucson's been better on the road than I thought. Uh, but you know, Madison will be coming home. You know. Like it or not, they have a pretty good home atmosphere most of the time. They'll probably want to be able to, you know, right the wrongs, you know, that have been happening to them uh, the whole way through. I don't know. I, I got a feeling they're going to snap out of this at some point. And I don't think it's going to happen Wednesday against Omaha when Omaha has everything to play for, you know, but might see it happen, you know, on Saturday. So sounds weird, but, you know, go there. That New England, uh, North Texas game, they're positive no matter what way. You, that result ends up if you really, you know, end up looking at the numbers, uh, because if North Texas doesn't win, we're good. They can't pass us then. But we could probably use New England dropping some points somewhere along the way, you know, too, because they'll hold a tiebreaker over us, you know, on total wins if we end up tied. Uh, so, and North Texas has Omaha last game of the season, which I, I have some confidence that Omaha won't lose that game. Uh, so. I can see a good, you know, anything being a good result. I prefer North Texas to get something out of that game, but I don't really care.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um. So I think Chad. Me, New, I think Chad knew oh, yeah.
2: spiraling, so I wouldn't be surprised if Greenville wins that game at home. Yeah, Chattanooga is.
0: Oh, so
1: that they, they're starting to run out of steam.
0: So I, I'm not gonna lie. I have the most faith in Madison.
1: Yeah,
0: because because FC Tucson's been in a bad run of form. Um, I think what was it? Yeah, they have it. I mean, they beat South Georgia, but besides outside of that, like they were looking bad against
1: North Carolina and bad against North Texas. Yeah, but the the, the one thing is, Tucson still has something to play for. They, yeah,
2: they're all they're also prone to getting dumbass red cards.
0: <laughs> that that is very true. That's true. true. <laughs> that is true.
2: That is very. But the true.
1: thing is, the, the Pink Birds don't really have too much to play for. Yes, mathematically. They are still in the running, but let's be realistic. I think Um, Breeze is a tough split. Like,
0: Rich, I I hate to say it, but it's almost like Richmond. Like, Richmond on the road is a very different team than Richmond at home. Yes. So, like, the Red Army has gifted the kickers, what, maybe six points this year? Six or seven points? Yeah. Where Madison... Maybe home, maybe the flock in is gifted them what five? Yeah. And I, I'm just saying, like, I trust that game more than I trust North Texas Revs two Cause I can see North Texas turning it up and being a Revs 2 team, team or drawing. And Chattanooga Greenville, I don't have enough confidence to say that game's gonna end the draw because Chattanooga is, is prone to scoring late and Greenville's prone to. Locking stuff down after 1 0.
1: I mean, but, and also one, another factor here is um, the MLS factor for New England. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the New England has got the league locked down, period. Yeah. They're, they're winning the community shield. It's, they're, they're, they're a runaway train. How happy catching. does that make you feel? A little happy. <laughs> I'm, I, I, with, 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 with Boston teams, you it, it don't count to the playoffs because New England Revolution have been to the finals four times and have never won. If you can
0: see
2: the way how Matt are looking at it,
1: <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, I'm I mean, until they're holding that title, I'm going to be like, oh, good for you.
2: <laughs> I don't think, think that's true. I believe it's five times.
1: Five times, yeah, even worse. There you go. Yeah, five times. Yeah. New England Revolution have been to. The yeah, NLS you, you Boston sports, sports fans have won. like,
2: so hard. It is such a disaster of an experience to be a Boston sports fan. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the thing. Imagine how it feels being a soccer fan in Boston. Every other team is winning titles except you. Think about it. If, Patriots if, you get, are winning titles. if you're not watching Patriots the video of this titles. right now. <laughs> Bruins are winning titles. Red Sox are finally winning titles again. So but if you're not watching Patriots the video of this right now. Together, Elliot and, and
2: Chenier are recording side-by-side side with each other. Elliot is you know, staring a hole right through Chanier's head. Looks like he's ready to just strangle him. You know, worse than he strangled <laughs> me after that goal on uh, Saturday. He but,
1: was, I mean, go, going back he, to what It looks like the,
2: the epitome of the you know, combination of disappointed dad versus disgusted teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're here talking about finals. I've never seen my team in a final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so I but, mean, I mean the, but going back to what I was saying, I think that's a factor because, well, that, they, 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 may, they may they may be time. calling up a lot of those New England two players because there's no more pressure on the New England one team, um, and to give them yeah, some MLS level minutes.
2: Yeah, that's a different angle. I didn't thought about that, but I have a feeling like Renix and you know, like you know, Kissa will probably <laughs> stay with the two team. Until the end of the season, yeah, could be wrong.
0: And I mean, also like they have Toronto on that Friday, and you mm. know Toronto, you can't take international things like that. So how much is that a factor? Yeah, because they're probably more than likely gonna try how hard it is against North Texas to lock it up there. Yeah, and then and then go up to Toronto and just hope yeah. for a
1: draw or whatever. Yeah, because that's true.
0: And the thing about it is, and we'll talk about it next week. Is like definitely we more than if if more than less we hold every card in our hand. Because exactly. we're the last game to kick off by 10 o'clock Eastern. Really, not even 10 o'clock Eastern. By 11 o'clock, we will know yeah. where we at and what we need to finish higher and lower. So, But with that being said, guys, I think you know, we definitely talked about it. It was a great time. Um, it was great. Great to close out the year. Great to see Section 0-4. Um, any last things before we wrap up, guys?
2: Yeah, I mean- few a few different you know shout outs one like if you haven't been taking in all the you know great uh you know great videos that uh the kickers have been putting out there ever since you know Kelsey came on board midway through this season, yeah that girl is magic with her you know video editing. You know she's cutting up these goals and getting you know tracks underneath them, everything like that. You know, stuff looks good. Yeah. So you know you know hit her up, give her, you know, the love, give her the praise. You know she deserves because, I, I, I gotta think she's going places. You know yeah, with okay. the skill that I'm seeing on what she's put together so far. That's Ooh. one, two. Uh, I think we'd be a little remiss if we didn't you know give a little bit of a shout out somebody here in this you know, podcast. You know getting a lot of love at the game on Saturday. One uh, <laughs> me for the record. Now, uh you know El, you know Elliot. You know getting a. Love from you know the whole red army you know supporter of the year got a nice plaque brought brought our man to tears right there you know you know he's getting uh you know so much love uh you know and it spread you know throughout you know the internet uh you know over the last you know couple days his words kind of you trickled out so you know much appreciation for all the stuff that he's done not just uh you know red army but you know in the podcast but you know helping to build up in the community all these sorts of you know, things. So, uh, you know, want to make sure that if you're somehow listening to this and didn't catch word of that already, A, I'd be kind of surprised. Uh, you know, <laughs> but B, uh, you know, never hurts to be able to reiterate, you know, such things. Right. Uh, and then point C, haha, Madison, suck it. <laughs> I just
0: want to say, man, as you know, I was going do this, it's so great to have the tables turned. Cause in twenty nineteen when we saw <laughs> and that we lost the Hittie Darby at Richmond. And I remember Madison fans online were just like, ha, ha you suck. We got the hitty derby. Y'all that going to the playoffs. Hello. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> it was great. All
1: oh, it feels great.
0: All right. Last days before we wrap up, my man.
1: Yeah. Um, and just reiterate that. Um yeah forward where you at where you at i mean it's it's been a journey coming from what's going on to holy crap we're gonna be in the playoffs probably it's um it's 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 really nice to see um and for me my biggest thing and i know we have two games left and this is just the last home game To see, to have seen Darren crack the code. Um, Big shout out to Darren for sticking it in through these tough times and still holding his ground and trying to figure this team out, figure out the system that works best for this team. And I think he's done it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. True.
2: Yeah. One, one other thing. I, I know I said I wasn't too worried earlier. You know, when they uh, scored early on, but I was, I was disappointed because I, you know. Their offense has been absolute trash lately. I had, you know, so many, you know, uh, you know, Death really needs a forward, Madison. You know, doesn't have any good forward, Madison. You know, type jokes. <laughs> of course, they managed to, you know, pop two on us, you know, right then. So, th- right. that's that's, you yeah, know, little disappointed. Wasn't able to take that one last dig at them, but,
0: uh, but you can definitely tell it like, after the final goal, three,
2: three points.
1: They looked defeated. Oh yeah, they were okay. defeated after the final whistle. Yeah. Because they were defeated. <laughs> no, I mean like they, they just you could see that it hit them harder than just we lost the game, you know. <laughs> I mean, because it, it kind of effectively
0: ended our season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. As
0: always, listeners, we just want to say thank you so much. You know, it's a little bit longer pod, but hey, we won the Hittie Derby. So if you made it to this point, have a sip of Hittie. You deserve it because you're a winner. Um, <laughs> make sure you follow the make sure you follow us. On social media at River City 93 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As always, take the time to share the pod, like the pod, give us a five star rating if you're on Apple Podcasts. And guys, root like hell on Saturday for the results that we need. Uh, Make sure you also support that article when it drops. We'll make sure to put it out there for you guys. And yeah, as always, guys.